podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Hi everyone and welcome to Cricket Daily, your daily dose of cricket news and views in under 15 minutes. I'm Paul Dennett, I'm joined from South Africa by the popping crease. We've got a lot to talk about today. We should be heading into day five of two test matches, but they're all over. New Zealand thrashed England and South Africa thrashed the West Indies. There's plenty of Pakistan Super League last action in England. Chika Darwin's been named captain of the Indian One Day side. Dhaka Premier League has seen Shakibal Hassan suspended and there's been 10 new inductees into the ICC Hall of Fame. Fatima, how are you going? I'm very good, Paul. Thanks. Uh, Great to be on your podcast. Great to have you. We'll start with England and New Zealand, just the bare bones of the match. England 303 with Burns 81 and Lawrence 81 not out. Bolt picking up four wickets on his return. Henry into the side picking up three wickets. New Zealand did a little bit better, 388. Devon Conway, 80. Will Young, 82. And Ross Taylor, 80. So five of the top scores of the match all around the 80 mark. Broad picked up four wickets and then the collapse. England all out for a miserable 122. Henry and Wagner, three wickets each. Bolton, Ajaz Patel, the spinner, two wickets each. And New Zealand got the four. New Zealand with set 38 to win. They finished with two for 41. So an eight-wicket victory. What were your impressions of the match? It was really enjoyable. I love New Zealand. And, you know, me being a Brit, people might think you support England. But honestly, I dislike England very much, the cricket team. (laughs) So I'm thrilled that New Zealand won so convincingly. And how nice of it. Both these test matches finished in time for us to do this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's very, very courteous of them. I didn't realize that you didn't support England. That's quite interesting. So is is it South Africa or Pakistan? Who do you support? It's South Africa, yeah, and uh, New Zealand are my number two, actually. So really pleased okay. that they won. It's such a pity, though. This is only a two-test series. It, New Zealand deserves so much more. I was thinking that exact same thing, that this would be, if it was a five-test series, I could see it ebbing and flowing throughout the summer, uh, and it would be magnificent. But I suppose it was just an add-on. Um, but, yeah, New Zealand do get treated uh, rather shabbily, although one of the stats that came to mind was that this is only New Zealand's third away win this century against the big four of Australia, India, England and South Africa. So um, I suppose they've their, their results haven't been that great, but this does look like um, maybe their best team of all time. Uh, absolutely. I mean, they've got so many world-class players at the moment. And given the fact that Kane Williamson wasn't playing in this test and they still won so convincingly, they have such depth such confidence in the players and their backup players that they just, that everyone knows. I think Neil Wagner said, everyone that comes into the side knows what role they have to play. And that makes such a difference. And it shows in their performances. Well, the crazy thing is that they well, they made six changes coming into this game. They won it convincingly. And now when they go to play the World Test Championship final, Henry, who is man of the match in this game, will almost certainly not get picked. 
And there's even a chance that Wagner could get squeezed out, which I, I would find incredible. But they've got five fast bowlers to potentially fit into four, if not three spots. I personally love Neil Wagner. I think he needs to be in the 11. I think, honestly, Matt Henry has done enough to warrant his place. I think Carl uh, Jameson may be the one to miss out. I think uh, Bolt, Southie, Wagner and Henry is a formidable pace attack and I think they'll be very, very good against India in the in the final. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think they'll beat India, which um, counts for nothing because I thought England would thrash New Zealand. So... I've been having an absolute shocker here. Uh, so apologies to all but our New you, Zealand friends. But but do you think England might have had a better chance had Stokes been in the side? Oh, undoubtedly. I mean, the the, the balance that he gives their side is is absolutely enormous. Um, they'd have been a far better better team with him in there. But actually, I looked up their their batting figures because their top order has some pretty modest figures even though burns did well and has done well in this series he's got an overall test average of 33 sibley 31 crawley 29 root had the exception 49 pope has a wonderful first class average but only 32 at test level dan lawrence did well in this game but only 30 and poor old james bracy who probably might not be seen again three innings is averaging three so the, the, their top order is pretty weak although it is hard batting in england conditions it is but these guys it's they're playing. They're English players playing in England. I, th- you'd think they would have enough experience from county cricket over the years to learn how to play in these conditions. And and James and uh, yeah, Brace James Bracey, right? He th- this was a step too far for him, I think. And, and I think you're right. This is the last we've seen of seen of him for quite a while. And the, the commentators were saying, "Oh, it's tough to keep in England." But like I said. These guys grow up playing in England. Overseas keepers come to England and do far better job than he did. So I just don't think he's quite ready for this level. And you know, when the main guys, Butler and folks, come back, he's gone. Yep, I agree. Um, Butler got some runs just overnight in the in the blast as well, looking good there. So for to give New Zealand their credit, they are now the top of the test rankings. New Zealand on 123, just ahead of India on 121 and Australia third on 108, England just behind them on 107. So how it's come to pass was less than ideal that New Zealand played India in the final with matches being cancelled and various other things. But you can't really argue with them being the two best sides in the world. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it might have been different had Australia not cancelled that tour to South Africa. I sense we could have an entire podcast devoted to that, but we might move on. <laughs> um, West Indies got beaten by South Africa in the first test in St. Lucia uh, by an innings and 63 runs. The game was over before lunch on the third day. West Indies bowled out for 97, their lowest ever score against South Africa. And Ngidi took five wickets, Nokia four wickets. Then South Africa, 322. De Kock, 141 not out off 170 balls. Deservedly player of the match. Good to see Holder uh, picking up some wickets, took, took four. Then the West Indies all out for 162. Roston Chase with 62, the only one to show much resistance. And Kahisa Rabada, 5 for 34, his first five-wicket haul in 33 innings in Test Match Cricket. And uh, Nokia picked up further three wickets to take it seven for the match. So how did you view that game? It was awesome for South Africa. It was, I felt, after after they won, given the performances of Quinton and Rabada, it felt like it was a statement from them. They, they were saying, we are back, we are here, we are fighting, do not write us off. And that's how I felt. Um, when Quinton got his 100, I said to my husband, 
I have never seen him smile that much on a cricket field. It meant that much to him to show all those doubters, do not write me off. And I, 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 it was such a great performance. Yeah, I'm really interested in your view on that because seeing South Africa number seventh uh, on 80 points in the World Test Championship, it seems far too low. Um, so you reckon the country will view this as not just, oh, well, we, we beat a, a reasonably weak West Indian side who's uh, struggled for a, a long time, but, but it was really the start of something pretty good? Hopefully. I mean, it's it's still disappointing for me that in the top six, there was only one century and 150. And granted, there were two debutants, but Elga's dismissal in the first innings was really shoddy for the test captain, having talked about wanting to play better cricket and and. Uh, upskill ourselves to go for a loose shot like that was again very disappointing and so frustrating for me as a South African supporter to see them just give their wickets away T20 style so I I think they and there was a stat I saw that Markram and Elgar their opening partnership is averaging something like 35 which is not good enough the openers are meant to build a platform get through the new ball bat the first hour at the very least and they consistently fail to do that. So they need to work on that to be able to give the other batsmen in the side a better chance in making inroads. Dean Elgar did um, join an illustrious group. He comes the 14th man to lead his side to a victory in a test match without taking a, a, without taking a wicket, a catch or scoring a run. And Don Bradman did it in his <laughs> final test in 1948. So the second test starts on the 18th of June, also in St. Lucia. Then there are... Um, five T20s in Grenada after that. Anyone listening on the Cricket Unfiltered feed, um, we are, we've been releasing these daily podcasts on that feed as well as on the Cricket Daily feed. Um, we're not going to regularly do that going forward. There'll be the occasional one here and there. But uh, please, if, you're, if you've been enjoying the show, uh, take the time right now to go and uh, look up the Cricket Daily feed and subscribe to that one. Pakistan Super League overnight, uh, Islam, well, overnight my time, Islamabad 7 for 152, beat Lahore 124, James Faulkner for Australia again doing well, 3 for 19, and then Lahore were, uh, sorry, and then Islamabad were 5 for 20, and then they had a 123-run partnership from Iftikhar Ahmed, who made 49, and Asif Ali 75. Lahore, in reply, went the other way. They were none, none for 55 <laughs> and then collapsed. Uh, Peshawar, 7 for 166 against Multan. Um, as we're recording, Multan's innings is going ahead. So Islamabad at the top of the table um, over Lahore, but both are on 10 points. It's really it's, uh, the the game currently going on with uh, Moulton. Mohamed Rizwan continues to score runs. I mean, he's on 64 at the moment or 43. Love the guy. He's such an incredible cricketer. I think I'd, I'd struggle to find anyone who follows world cricket that doesn't like him. Absolutely. Um, and uh, other news on the PSL, Hassan Ali returning home from uh, back to Pakistan from the UAE He's for, for family reasons. So these, the Islamabad United will be without his services for the rest of the tournament. In the T20 Blast in England, four games. Lancashire beat Worcestershire. As I mentioned before, Joss Butler made 55 in a losing side. Glamorgan beat Essex. Manus Labashain making 59. Birmingham beat Derby. Chris Wokes, two for 38 and, and took uh, Birmingham to victory with 13 not out of five balls. So that's good to see. And Durham beat Leicestershire. And Naveen Al-Haq, Afghan Seema, uh, got taken for 24 runs off the second last over, including he bowled two head high full tosses and the second on the sixth ball meant that he was removed from the attack. So 
Pretty disappointing out, uh, pretty disappointing game for him. Not disappointing for Shikha Darwin. Uh, he's been named captain of the Indian side that's touring Sri Lanka for three ODIs and three T20s coming up. That's a weakened side because their test side will be in England. Uh, so Bhuvi Kumar is the vice-captain. Sign of the times, I suppose, that you would never have thought that India would be splitting their side and um, half them going to England and half them going to Sri Lanka. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, but... India, even in a, a second string side, are still going to be tough. I mean, the the way they're churning out quality players now is incredible. And in Bangladesh, the Shakibel Hassan has got a three-match ban in the Dhaka Premier League. If you haven't seen it, look up the footage that he um, gets given an LBW decision not out, um, kicks the stumps, and then later on when the umpires uh, call for covers, uh, he picks all three stumps out of the ground and hurls them into the ground, which is strange because the calling for covers meant that his side was going to win because they were ahead on, on Duckworth Lewis. Back, Bangladesh Cricket Board is putting into a, a wider investigation into issues in the Dhaka Premier League in terms of uh, potentially biased umpiring and all sorts of um, problems over there. So it seems like a league in, in a pretty bad way at the moment. But Shakib, I saw that video and I was like, what is he doing? It's, it's disappointing from such a world-class player. That's exactly what I thought. And I suppose if there is a feeling that the umpires are biased against you, then I, I can sort of understand the frustration. But there was a, a hostility to what he did that was a little bit unnerving. Unnerving, and I, I Definitely, yeah, definitely. I'd have, I'd have think that uh, he deserved more than a three-match ban. Um, and finally, yeah. to finish on some good news, uh, the ICC have inducted 10 new um, Hall of Fame uh, – 10 new Hall of Fame inductees because of the fact that the World Test Championship final is on to celebrate that. So I'll just read them out. Monty Noble, Albury Faulkner, Leary Constantine, Stan McCabe, Ted Dexter, Vinu Mankad, Bob Willis, Desmond Haynes, Andy Flower, and Kuma Sangakara. All worthy recipients. They kind of make sure that they have two from each era of the game. I'm particularly pleased to see Stan McCabe in there, the the player that played an innings that Don Bradman shook his hand afterwards and said, I would give a great deal to be able to play an innings like that. Uh, but all 10 of them very worthy inductees. Yeah, the, I, I love seeing these Hall of Fame inductees and Sangakara is such, such a legend of the game. So really pleased for him as well. Well, that's it for Cricket Daily today. Fatima, it's been fantastic having you on the show. We look forward to speaking to you again. And everyone up there, if you've got cricket-loving friends, tell them that every weekday at 3 p.m. Sydney time, that's 7 in the morning in Cape Town, we'll be on. Uh, please subscribe <laughs> and tune in. Speak to you tomorrow. Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving, at your desk, maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.